Hi, friend, and welcome to Grab Your Light, the podcast, a podcast for young women of color who are trying to navigate a breakup, divorce, or co-parenting relationship with wisdom and grace, and all while maintaining their mental and emotional well-being. I'm Lauren, your host, and while I am no expert, I have been through it, and so now I'm here to walk you through it. So let's talk about it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful that you have taken time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I am incredibly grateful and I hope that you find this episode meaningful and helpful and maybe even a little bit entertaining. So this month we are talking about getting to that point of acceptance that the relationship is over and all of the things that come with that. So in the last episode, I talked about sort of what leads to that moment of acceptance and then that sort of mental and emotional shift that you then take once you realize that relationship is over. Like there is no hope for it. There is no resuscitating. It is done. So this time, this episode, I want to talk about something a little bit lighter, but still equally important, and that is our social media. And I mean, let's just pause for a minute and think about the fact that what, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, this wouldn't even be like a thing, right? This wouldn't even be a component to your breakup or your separation or divorce. And now it's such a big piece of how we present ourselves to the world. And so with that, If your relationship ends and you've been presenting that relationship to the world, then you will need to modify that presentation, right? That seems logical. Um, And then if we add to it that I've mentioned before, you know, all the well-meaning but constant questions about your breakup or the status of your relationship, then sometimes it's easier to just, you know, put this out on social media and know that it will kind of answer any questions, silence any rumors, move it along, right? Um, And of course, obviously, this episode is for those of us who are active on social media and who even put our relationships on social media. If you don't, then you can feel free to skip past this episode and the next episode will be for you, I promise. So, of course, like all the episodes, I'm going to start with my story and what I did. And then I'm going to give a few tips from what worked for me, what worked for friends, and then just what the experts, quote unquote, experts say you should do. For me, I am an active social media user. Um, I've mentioned that my platforms of choice are Instagram and Twitter. And so over the years, I had informed my friends, my followers, my community, when my now ex-husband had become my boyfriend, and then when he became my fiance, and then when he became my husband, Um, and of course, ultimately, when he became the father of our child. I never gave a whole lot of detail, but I would, you know, post about him, um, post him, post things he had done for me, etc. So even though I didn't provide much information, it was pretty evident from the photos that I was in a relationship and with this person. 
So I kept trying to think, you know, once I accepted and let me pause and say that this didn't happen like the next day. Like if you listen to the last episode, you know that I had a therapy session where I was able to come to that point of acceptance. I didn't then the next day go handle my social media. Please know that it took weeks, I think, and then it was a gradual process. It didn't all happen at one time. So please keep that in mind. But I kept thinking like, how can I inform, you know, the people in my life and the people who aren't necessarily in my life, but watch my life because that's what social media allows is for people to kind of be voyeurs without needing to actually have a relationship with us. So how could I inform all of these people about the huge change in my life without being sort of crass or explicit, you know, or airing my dirty laundry per se. And so I thought that the most discreet way was simply to remove all of the prior updates from my profiles. You know, I could remove the update about him becoming my boyfriend, remove the update about him becoming my fiance, remove the update about him becoming my husband, Um, And then I had some mixed feelings about removing the updates about him becoming the father of our child. So because Instagram is my favorite platform and the one I use most, I started with it. I scrolled all the way to the very beginning of my feed and I deleted every photo that he was in. I deleted every post that had cute anecdotes or stories about our relationship, but I did keep photos of him and our daughter when they were about Father's Day or her birthday or something, because even though our romantic relationship had ended, we still had a parenting relationship. And so it would have just, to me, it felt like it would have been unfair or maybe even a bit petty to completely remove any traces of him as a father. So I did keep some of those. Then I did the same thing for Facebook and Twitter. It was quick and easy to do on Instagram. It was a pain in the butt to do on Facebook, but that could just be me because I find Facebook not to be user friendly. So that could just be my own personal Facebook bias. And it was pretty easy to do on Twitter because I don't post photos there. At some point though, I did go back and delete tweets about him Um, especially like mushy ones or sentimental ones, I went and deleted those. And like I said, I didn't do it all in one sitting. I spread it out over several days and weeks because while I was making great progress, each photo that I looked at to delete made me, you know, reflect. I would think back on what gave rise to the photo or comments he had left on them. And sometimes I'd even feel a little guilty about deleting the photo. You know, was I being spiteful? Was I just erasing him from my life as though he was never there? Was this unfair to him or unfair to my daughter? You know, but I reasoned that his role in my life as my romantic partner had ended. And so had his time and space on my profiles. (laughs) Moreover, you know, he would always retain his role in my life as her dad so those photos could stay. That that was my reasoning. That was my approach. Um, people still asked questions. You know, I still, it didn't quite 
silence all of the rumors or stop all of the questions. There were still some of those. But for a lot of people who suspected we had split up or heard through the grapevine, looking at my profiles and seeing that he wasn't there was all the confirmation they needed. I didn't have to have these super in-depth conversations or offer um you know, confirmation of what they already suspected. And this is because in these social media times, right, none of us would go through the hassle or um, tediousness. I don't know if that's a word, but tediousness of removing photos from our profiles unless it was like legit. And then removing the photos was sort of a, visual representation of the clean slate I was hoping to take, you know, the fresh start that I was embarking on. Our social media profiles tend to be glimpses of our lives, you know, the bigger picture at the least, the day-to-day at the most. And so removing him from my profile and seeing all the things I had done and all the places I'd been with him in it was a, a glimmer of what life could look like without him. You know, it was no longer a representation of me and him, which often when you're married, your profile now becomes a family profile. Um, Same for those who have kids, it now becomes a family profile. And so now it was able to be more of, you know, just life is Lauren. And there was something kind of peaceful about that, something kind of freeing about that. Um, And because social media is superficial and often very shallow, having the profile be just about me made it look, you know, hopeful and feminine and like I was at peace. And I was okay with that because I wanted my actual life to mirror that. So that was sort of my explanation for it. That was my approach to social media And I didn't really make an explicit announcement until months later. And even then it was like a one-liner in a post on my birthday. So, you know, ultimately you have to do what works for you. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me get to the tips. Okay, tip number one, only reveal what feels right to you. If you are not someone who posts on social media regularly, or let's say you're someone who only posts like your travels, or you only post your food, or you only post your dog, then it would feel a bit forced if you went and posted about your breakup or divorce, or if you, you know, mentioned it in any ways. So if your profile is not one where you would naturally reveal this information and therefore need to remove that information, then don't feel pressure to um, mention or attend to it on your profile. Similarly, if you're someone who is very private, then don't feel like you need to do that. You know, ultimately it is none of anyone's business what is happening in our lives or our relationship. Social media is all about what you want to put out to the world. And if you think that the world has no right to know, then they don't have a right to know. You know, it's just that easy. So while it worked for me to remove 
any trace of him from my profile and then to, you know, sort of drop a one liner in there about the status. That's typical of me. That is how I interact with social media. But if you are a very private person, then you don't need to do anything. If you hardly post, you don't need to do anything. If there was no trace of him on your profile anyway, then hey, you can just skip this whole tip altogether. So that is tip number one, only reveal what feels right to you. Tip number two is don't speak negatively of the breakup or your ex on social media. This is a big part of my blog and this podcast and my journey and what I hope to impress upon those listening is that we really want to navigate this with grace. You can think negatively, of course, that's only natural. Something traumatic has happened. Perhaps you're not at fault. Perhaps you are at fault. Perhaps you're equally at fault. Who knows? But something very big and negative has happened. And so it is only natural that you have negative feelings to go along with it. That is perfectly okay. It is okay to discuss these negative thoughts and feelings with your family, with your close friends, with your therapist, with God. It does not reflect well on anybody, you, your ex, your children, for you to speak negatively about it in a public forum. Also, for those who end up going through a divorce or custody in a court setting, you never know what someone may try to use against you. So it's also helpful to just not put anything damaging in a public forum. And you just never want to to go that route. You never want to make yourself look that way. You always want to take the high road. So do not speak negatively of the breakup or your ex on social media, not in your story, not in your feed, not in a DM, not in a comment. Just don't do it. You know, just call your mom up and say it to her, right? Or schedule a therapy session and say it to her or pray to God and say it to him. But do not, I repeat, do not blast it all over social media. It also gives people who don't wish you well tons of ammunition and we never want to do that either. Okay, so tip number two, don't speak negatively of the breakup or your ex. Tip number three, delete past posts. So this is what my whole story was about. And for you, like, let's say you and your ex break up, but you're still like BFFs. You know, it was a a mutual breakup. It was a happy breakup. You know, you've just outgrown each other romantically, but you're still like hanging out all the time. I don't know if that really happens in real life, but it happens a lot in movies. So, you know, movies often come from somebody's experience. So if that's you, perhaps you don't want to delete the posts, you know, perhaps it's still a very happy dynamic. And so the posts are happy, then don't do it. I don't want you feeling like you have to delete it because I said I deleted mine. I don't want to cause any friction in your relationship because you listened to Lauren on her podcast and you deleted your posts. So do what feels right for you. Delete them. If you want to delete them, if you feel that they are, that their presence there is difficult for you, um, delete them. If you're trying to start fresh, delete whatever you need to, 
or don't <laughs> reflect on what you need for your mental health and sanity and do that. Tip number four, mute your ex's mutual friends. Okay. This one is a good one. It is one that I did. I didn't do it at first. I had to learn the hard way. So I've mentioned in my blog and I think I might have mentioned in the podcast, I may mention it coming up that my ex has great friends, a great circle of friends that he has grown up with for most of his life. And they've all married and had kids. And it's just a great little community there. And when we split up, they were all still very kind to me. So there was no unfollowing, no blocking, none of that. I still watch their stories. They still watch mine. We still like each other's posts all as well. But they would post, you know, birthday parties or um, Christmas parties or beach days or barbecues and things like that. And they weren't posting it maliciously, but he would be present. I would see him in those stories and it would remind me that that's an event I would have attended with him. I would then find myself and don't you guys judge me. We all do it, <laughs> but I would find myself trying to stalk that event, right? Not in real life, but through social media, like, well, who all was there and who got invited and, you know, what were they celebrating and where was it at? And, you know, what were they doing? And then you just kind of fall into this rabbit hole that is not healthy or helpful. So I started to mute their stories just until I could see those stories and not feel away and not feel left out, not feel like I was mourning a life that I used to have. Because that's really what it is, is it's a loss. And seeing those stories is a reminder of that loss. So I had to mute his friends. And if you guys are listening to this, no hard feelings, <laughs> no offense. I just needed to not see all of that. You know, there's also the other piece to that, which is, I think my therapist has confirmed that women, we feel our emotions sort of immediately and early on and men feel them later. So in the immediate aftermath of our breakup, my ex seemed to be living it up. Like every time you saw him, he was going somewhere. He was with somebody. He was enjoying his life completely unbothered. And so seeing him in these stories being completely unbothered would make me enraged. And so I had to mute the story for that reason too, because I'm feeling left out and I'm reminded of the loss I'm going through. And then I'm seeing that he is seemingly completely unaffected by it. And that's really hard to see. So I muted the stories of his friends for those reasons. And if you are like me and you did follow his friends and seeing those posts, seeing those stories is going to disturb your peace, then mute them. You don't have to block them or unfollow them. Just mute them until you're a bit stronger, until you're further along in your journey of healing. And then you can see them and wish them all well and be happy that they're, you know, still maintaining solid friendships. So tip number four is to mute your ex's mutual friends. Tip number five and the last tip is to mute, unfollow, or block your ex. Now this one didn't apply to me. Uh, a couple weeks before my marriage ended, my ex deleted all of his social media. 
I'm not sure if in hindsight that should have been a sign to me that something was about to go down, but he deleted them all. So I didn't have to mute, unfollow, or block him. But I think that if he had kept it, I probably would have muted him. I wouldn't have unfollowed or blocked him because he is the father of my child. And my social media is a lot of my daughter. And so, you know, I would want the father of my child to be able to see what I'm posting about our child on my social media. So I don't think, and vice versa. So I don't think I would have unfollowed him. I certainly wouldn't have blocked him, but I would have muted him for sure so that I didn't have to see him frolicking around LA and be all in my feelings about it. I think that unfollowing or blocking is probably very helpful if you don't have children and you just want a clean break. There's really no reason then to follow or um, continue to engage with them on social media. And I think that if there's any sort of abuse in the picture, then for sure you probably want to block them. You know, verbal, physical, any kind of um, detriment or harm to you emotionally, mentally, physically, then for sure block that man. Even if he is the father of your child, he can reach you via cell, you know, via email. He doesn't have to just reach out to you through social media. So I think that if there is any sort of threat to your well-being, then unfollowing or blocking are probably helpful. But I think that it would be my personal recommendation to just mute them for a while. Or if you don't have kids, you can unfollow them and then follow them later once you reach this, this better place. You know, but the bottom line to all five of these tips, which I think is wrapped up in tip number one, is to do what feels right for you. Each of us knows deep down what works for us and what doesn't. You know, we have a physical reaction to things that are good for us and things that are not good for us. So as you approach your social media, as you get to this place of acceptance, reflect on how you feel when you see their posts, you know, how it feels when you look at your own page and see if, okay, you know what? I think that all of this needs to go, or you know what? This can all stay. I'm okay with this and do what works for you. And it might change as you progress through your healing journey. You may be able to tolerate some things early on, but not later or vice versa. It's not meant to be, what do they say? It's not meant to be a straight line or a permanent line. There's going to be some curves and some loops and some going back and forth and just keep in tune with yourself and what is good for you and do that. That really just sums up the entire podcast. (laughs) Okay, but that is my last and final tip. So to recap, tip number one, only reveal what feels right to you. Tip number two, don't speak negatively of the breakup or your ex. Tip number three, delete past posts. Tip number four, mute your ex's mutual friends. Tip number five, mute, unfollow, or block your ex. That is it for me. As usual, thank you so, 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 so much for tuning in to an episode of Grab Your Light, the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the podcast with a friend. And I do hope that you will follow the podcast on Instagram so that we can comment and DM and become friends. I hope you have a wonderful day, week, and month.
Bye.